Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys found me at my little corner of the internet. Today, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We've been talking a lot about Roe v. Wade and the 10th Amendment and why it's so important that we understand states' rights in light of the Constitution. But today, we're gonna take a little bit of an angle that's different on the topic of abortion and talk about adoption. Stick around. I think you're gonna be encouraged. All right, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I hope you guys had a fantastic 4th of July. I got to walk in the Longview Parade, which was amazing. Uh, thousands and thousands of people there. And I only saw five masks the entire day. So that that made me pretty happy. I hope you guys are uh, studying. We talked about this last week, the Constitution. Also reminding you that MomStrong International has a brand new study out. We're going over the parables of Jesus for the next month. It's a great study, especially to do with your kids. So check that out at momstronginternational.com. I'm excited today to have some friends in the studio here at the Friendly Planet Homeschool Resource Center. Harry and Kayla Alisea are here today, and they just adopted a brand new baby. They have a wonderful story to share. I know a lot of you are considering adoption right now. I've got several questions actually that have come into me here at the show. And uh, Harry and Kayla offered to come on and just talk about their story. And it's a beautiful story. You guys, welcome to the show. Thank you, Heidi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is kind of a different thing we're doing. How you doing, Harry? Nervous. You're looking good, my friend. <laughs> You're looking I good. Yeah, but we're doing good. Good. I'm glad. So you guys have a really cool story, and I want to get into it. But since you've never been on the show before, um, it'd be good to introduce you to uh, my audience and just find out a little bit about who you guys are. You've been married for seven years, yeah? And yeah. how many yes. kids do you have before adopting? We have three, three biological three biologicals, and now this beautiful little girl that you just brought home. And I'm curious because this this comes up a lot. We had uh, a family on the show years ago, and uh, we were talking about adoption, and they said it always had been in their heart to adopt. Like they just knew that's what they wanted to do. They went into get you know they went into marriage that way. It was just on their heart. Has, was that your story or no? So, for me, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, and. If you listen to my testimony, you will know why. And for me, it's in my heart for adopting kids because I was in the system. I never got adopted. And for me, it's like I know what it goes through those. Um, even if you live with your family or whatever, you're still in the system. And having that someone to say, hey, I'm listening to you. I love you. Don't do that. I'm going to teach you the right way, but I'm going to teach you the God's way. Never had that. And that's something that I had in my life. And I said, hmm. If I get the opportunity and the blessing from God, I will adopt this one. I will adopt a baby, right? Whether it's a girl, boy, whoever. So that's at least for me. I don't know about Kayla. But yeah. yeah, I went down to Puerto Rico as a single missionary and worked in an after-school center for many years. And we had foster kids in and out of my home. Um, and so through that, I was like, yes, adoption is on my heart. I want to be able to do this. I d we didn't really know what that would look like. Um, but the Lord definitely guided us and led us. So when we came together and got married, we knew that that now, was— where did you guys meet? 
Because I this sound this seems like a might be an interesting story. It's a very interesting story. <laughs> yes, I like interesting stories. <laughs> well, my aunt and uncle were missionaries in Puerto Rico for twenty years, and so while I was in high so school, you speak Spanish. I do speak Spanish. Yes, you teach Spanish. I in teach fact, Spanish here at the resource here at the center. Resource yes. center. Yes, um, I went down in high school and kind of they work at a summer camp, and so I would help nanny my cousins growing up and just work at the camp. And through that, a love of missions and working overseas um, just drew me into going. Going to Multnomah Bible College and getting a missions degree. And then I got fully funded and was able to move down to Puerto Rico. But while I was in high school, he was one of the counselors at the oh, camp. Oh, the, the old <laughs> camp counselor story. We've heard this one before. Yes. So we <laughs> wait, did. Wait, when did you go to Multnomah? I'm curious. Um, I grew up, let's see, 2008. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Is that right? right. I think yeah. so. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Oma. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I did. Yeah. And so did Jay. So we're are are your my ears sort of uh, perked up. So what about you? So I was living in Puerto Rico, and like she said, we met in Puerto Rico. Um, and I was the I was one of the counselor for the camp. Um, you know, Marlene's from Puerto Rico, right? No, my staff. Yeah, one of my staff members who's been working for me for like eight years. That's awesome. She's uh, born and raised Puerto Rico. Yeah, she's awesome. She lives in Texas now. Sorry, I interrupted oh, you. Oh, no, no, no. I'm trying to think because I think I know her too. I think she, I think her kids were going to emerge. Jujitsu, I think. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I didn't know until I found out. I was like, you talk Spanish. She was like, yeah, I actually, and she says she comes here. Oh, that's a different lady. Oh, that's a different okay. lady. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, back to what I was we'll saying. take it out. Uh, yeah. Uh, back to what I was saying. Um, no, so. Yes, I was living in Puerto Rico um, by the time I was living with my um, aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to camp. That's how I felt like, you know, the only safe place that I had. Yeah. So that's how I met Kayla. And, yeah. So it was camp in Puerto Rico. Yes. It was right in the Caribbean. And then he moved out of, this, of Puerto Rico, went back to the States when he turned 18. And I grew up in a very conservative Christian home, so I wasn't allowed to date in high school. So maybe <laughs> bent those rules a little bit. Um, so we didn't talk for 10 years. And then when I moved back as a single missionary, we um, he wasn't down there at the time. But he later moved down to help his nephews. And um, we started hanging out. And we were like, oh, spring kindled the romance a bit yeah. 10 years later. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's and then we got married, and he joined me in the mission work on the field. Okay. had our first two kids there. Wow. I did not realize. I'm learning. This is fun fact yeah. for me about you guys. So you have three biologicals and now you, you know, you entered, I mean, the center was so thrilled when we, when we heard about what was going on. And I think you got a lot of support here. Yes. Um, but how did this come about? How did you find out about, uh, about this little girl? Yeah, so we, I had a good friend who just walked through adopting her first child. And so we talked a lot because for me, the adoption world was completely unknown and I didn't really know what to look for or how to go about it. And so she brought up using consultants. And so adoption consultants really work primarily with the adoptive parents because adoption agencies are there to work with the birth parents. And so there can be a little pushback from agencies. They just won't walk you or handhold you through the process because they're not supposed to. Their job is to really care for the to birth family. To represent the birth family, right? Yeah. Right. And so as people walking through adoption the first time, we were like, we had no clue what had to be done for requirements. So we um, did some research. There's a lot of Christian adoption consultants out there. 
Um, and we chose one called Mustard Seed Adoption Consultants. And so you pay a one-time fee to them and they walk the whole journey with you. And they really become a family because like now all of us who've adopted with them, you know, we have a Facebook group and we show our babies and we support each other. Oh, and those things it. come through adoption, emotions and stuff postpartum. And they're there to walk that journey with so you. you. So what you're saying is, because there's a lot of people listening to this that's kind of on their heart, right? Yeah. And thinking uh, maybe someday we'd want to adopt. So you're saying... You don't, I mean, if you don't know anything about adoption, you could go to an agency like this and find a consultant and they will walk you through it and they help you uh, find right children that are available for adoption. And then they basically represent you, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Consultants are great because they work with agencies all over the United States. And so rather than an agency is only getting the parents that are coming directly to them with consultants, you get multiple agencies. So the timeline is usually faster for adoption. Um, and then they're able to kind of like walk you through like state requirements, okay. what you have to get certified with, background checks. There's a lot of lists at the beginning that you have to go through, and they will handhold you through all of that process. Right. So then it's less overwhelming. Yes. Uh, I mean, there's no. still it's still overwhelming. <laughs> well, well, the, the, biggest, the biggest part for the, for all this when it goes with adoption, and this is what I encourage everybody not to do. Don't look at the numbers. When I mean numbers, dollars, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the one thing that people see bigger numbers. They're like, oh, I can afford that, mm -hmm. right? Because adoption can be from 30000 to, as I heard, all the way to 150000 Oh, my goodness. Right? Yeah. Um, but and, an abortion, you know, you can get that done for two grand, right, or less. Or for free. <laughs> or, or for, for free, free right, yeah. right, when the state comes in. Or you work for Alaska Airlines and they take you to the abortion state and they, they pay you for it. And that's what actually big companies now are doing it. So it's not just them, it's just big corporations. But when they see those numbers, that's what people start stopping. They're like, well, I can afford that, right? Mm -hmm. And for us, one of the things that, you know, as believers in Christ, for us, we're like, if the money's there, we'll come, right? Yeah. That's what God has called us to do. Let's just keep going. And what is it? was it an easy journey when it goes with that? No, it wasn't. But it was our faith that kept going. Mm -hmm. And that's what it goes with the money. This entire thing is, it's not about the kid coming to your arms. This entire thing is about money, mm -hmm. where the money's going, how it's going to go. How can I get this money? Because right. they can do so much and say, hey, we can give you this period of time to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not the agency. Reality is not. It goes now with laws it's the government and, yeah well and the great thing about mustard seed our consultants is they have a financial counselor on staff so the first week we applied with them and were accepted he called us and he's like let's make a financial game plan they start with your own personal finances what do you have what fundraising can we do yeah because you could do i mean you could start a GoFundMe. you can do things so too. many yeah. things we did garage sales we sold cookies and we bread. did a big garage sale two garage sales we had yeah, yeah right here, i wouldn't yeah. do the GoFundMe. yeah okay i wouldn't because okay. GoFundMe, they take a percentage away from the amount that you get. Uh, so There's actually adoption yeah. fundraising, like yeah. crowdraising sites now. Okay. Um, we sold T-shirts. But, yeah, having that counsel from the financial counselor helped us a lot and feel at ease. And like Harry said, a lot of it was trust. When we actually matched, that's when the money is actually due. And they give you a timeline. I think the cool thing about it really, too, is the consultants. Wait, can you tell if you're getting close to getting matched? No, so what the consultants will send you cases, um, and you get to choose which cases you want your profile book um, sent to. With our consultants, they have you write a dear mama letter, so you write a mother, 
letter specifically to the birth mother telling them why you're presenting. Um, I'll never forget the day Sola's case came in as we were sitting on the couch. And it was a Sunday night, which cases usually don't come in over the weekends. Um, and it popped up as her ethnicity being Puerto Rican, which is what Harry is and where we met, as mm-hmm. you heard our story. And I was yeah. like, and our oldest daughter had been praying for years for a sister. Um, and you don't always know the gender with the babies because a lot of the times the birth mother doesn't want to attach to the baby. Mm-hmm. And so they don't find out the gender just to kind of keep that barrier up. But this specific case said baby girl. And I was like, oh, she's Puerto Rican and it's a girl. This is our case. We have to go. Um, So we started writing our mom a letter. And then within, they usually give you a time frame, about 48 hours, you submit everything. Wow. So it moves really quickly. Yes. They help you on the beginning part to kind of have a basis of a letter. But then you want to be able to add specifics to that case when it comes through about why you're submitting to that case. So we wrote it in Spanish, which Mm. is a part of the reason Mm. she chose us. That's amazing. Yeah. And then once you actually get accepted, that's what we're like, okay, now we have this amount of time that to have all the money there. Why? One, to get the mother out of whatever she is, either she's homeless mm-hmm. or whatever she's doing, to get her in a hotel, get her medical care mm-hmm. really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're really helping the mother get on her yeah. feet. That's what I was going to say, a huge part all of that, it that, that's, the, that's where all the money goes to, yeah. right? And especially, of course, for the baby as well, too. Mm-hmm. But all that money goes straight to the mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they told us, which is interesting, but they told us if the mother is homeless, mm-hmm. it costs more. But if the mother's in jail, it costs less. Right. Which is like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand that part. But at the same time, it's like, mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. this one. As yeah. well, right? Right. So, but anyway, back to what I was saying. That's where all the money goes is straight to the mother mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, it's not helping us. It's more to help her. Yeah. Mustard Seed Adoption Consultants believes that through the financial aspect of it, you're there to bless the birth parents. Mm-hmm. So, these are birth parents that are involved in our case wouldn't have been able to get medical care. They didn't have, even have food. Sola was underweight at birth because our birth mother did not have the proper nutrition she needed. And so mm. it's an extension of the gospel. We're there to love them and they receive the care that they need, a cell phone to get the care. Um, and then they, the majority of the funds go through that. There is some for legal fees and stuff. I love that uh, that you said that it's an extension of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what it is. And there's so many people that argue, particularly from the standpoint of the pro-abortion industry that says, well, we're just pro-birth. You know, when you're pro-life, you're not pro-life. You're really just pro-birth. And you guys are living, breathing examples of, no, that's actually not true. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so uh, we were we were just talking about coming up to the point where you get you get matched, and you write this letter to the birth mom in Spanish, which I think is beautiful. I mean, she would make that connection right away. Mm-hmm. What I mean, I, this is kind of personal, but what do you write in a, in a letter like that? Like I'm sitting here going, who writes that letter? 
a lot of tears. <laughs> a lot yeah, of tears I can, were. I could imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I think we just shared our hearts. Like yeah. we were able to share, first of all, why we chose um, the ethnicity that she, because we, we grew up in Puerto Rico. We love Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, we still hold to a lot of like they celebrate Three Kings Day. We're doing that with our children. We want that heritage and culture to be raised. Yeah. And then we just told her how much we loved her. And then that baby, we Aww. thanked her for choosing life. When she was in Florida, she could have chosen something else. She mm-hmm. didn't have to. Um, but she chose life. She's choosing to carry this child. And um, we told her we would, we wanted her a part of our lives if she wanted to. You guys are making me cry. <laughs> I'm trying to be a host here. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah. And um, that we would walk whatever journey she wanted. And that ultimately, mm-hmm. this is the hardest part, I think, about adoption is if she chose at the end to keep that child, yeah. that we would love and support her through that too, yeah. which and is very, that's a very what, hard thing it's, to it's write. A gamble. But it's, well, it's a gamble yeah. that you're taking. I mean, and this, and we've heard stories. I've had people on the show. You know, you get right up to the end and you, you're attached and you're all excited and the mom mm-hmm. changes her mind. Yeah. And it's crazy because, right, it's like you're having a person who she lives in the streets. Mm. She doesn't have help. But she's choosing to say, I'm going to give this baby, this baby to yeah. adoption, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we're living now in a generation and... Yes, government is involved with it. Let's get the easy way out, mm-hmm. right? And I truly believe as a pro-life person, I truly believe that with the amount of money that we spend on things that we shouldn't, mm-hmm. let's actually help these people out who have babies. And mm-hmm. put, instead of thinking, hey, let's kill this baby, because the reality is, yes, do I feel bad 100% I pray for all those females Mm-hmm. Who get raped and all that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I do, mm-hmm. because that should not happen to no one. Right. But they're choosing to actually kill the baby. Mm-hmm. But what happens after the abor- the abortion? Right. They still living with through the trauma. Yep. So and now they have the added trauma of I just took the life of my own child. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, so, so we've added trauma to trauma. Yeah. So let's now add that money mm-hmm. to help the mother mm-hmm. because there's churches. There's oh, yeah. churches everywhere who will help. Mm-hmm. And, in you know, I will say the name of the Anthe Creek. Well, I was listening to them on Sunday while I was working. He even said, uh, the, the pastor said it too. He was like, we help mothers counseling. Yep. We help them with the adoption. And it's like people who, like, there's churches who will help, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's not think about government. Because now, if you're thinking about government, Reality is, they're not thinking about you. They just wanted you to say, hey, I will help you get the easy way out. Right. But now the trauma that it happens later. So that's what one was the, the mind offset that when I was writing the letter and my part was, and then Kayla said as well, too, we love you whether whatever decision you're making because we know it's not an easy decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not because she could have changed her mind right. in the moment that she was in the hospital. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's like, no, I'm choosing to keep my kid. You can give her child a better life. And yeah. acts, absolutely. And yeah. we told her, we're Christians. We're not going to judge you. Mm-hmm. We're praying for you. And we're still going to love you. Because Christ <laughs> has called us here to love one another. Yeah. He said, I came here for the sinner, not for the healthy. Right? And who are we to judge anyone with the decisions they're making? No, we're here. We still have to love them. At the end of the day, they don't have to answer to me. Mm-hmm. They don't have to answer her. They have to answer to God. Mm-hmm. Right? So in that right there, when it goes with the pro-life 
God is pro-life. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, well, why all this bad stuff is happening? There'll be sin. And exactly. So that's <laughs> this what. thing called the fall. Yeah. Yes. And, and people are blaming government on us. No, it's sin. Yeah. It's yeah. sin. Satan has everybody's eyes blind mm-hmm. that the only thing he says is, hey, this is easy. Do this. Do mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. No, this is not part of it. Right. This is it shouldn't be like that. So that's what I actually in my mind when it's when when it went said with goes with uh, the adoption. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I just don't mind. Well, you have word. you guys have a um a really unique perspective now that Tens of thousands of people are for the first time maybe ever in their lives considering because now the, the, the fact that the Supreme Court has reversed Roe v. Wade yeah. mm-hmm. is going to give the pro-life community the opportunity to really step in mm-hmm. and be, you know, the hands and feet of Jesus in the situation. And you're right to point out that these moms are hurting. They're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And, and I would imagine th- that, uh, when you guys got that call and hey, because you went down early because she came early, didn't she? Yeah. Because yeah. I remember getting a phone call and they're like, yeah. I was in a meeting. Kaylin <laughs> Harry, you're going uh, out uh, early. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, I was in a meeting and she came in with the kids in my office and I was like, oh, it's a girl. But my first thought was like, oh, you're pregnant. <laughs> oh, and, and we're and matched. Was, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, no, we're matched. I said, oh, great. Awesome. But then I was in Salem. I was like months ago, like two months later, whatever. I was in Salem. Yeah. And she and I see Kayla calling me, but I was over there with another business owner in a meeting. And she calls me. She was like, we got to leave. You got to come back. And I'm like, what's going on? The baby was born yesterday. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I'm stuck in traffic. And we left that night at 11 oh, to make it to the hospital because the mom wanted to leave. Yeah. She's like, hey. The baby's already in good hands. Mm-hmm. I want to leave. Mm-hmm. Did she ever even see yeah. the baby? Yeah. So when we got the call, she had had an, her, a placental abruption, oh. which is really oh, that is what, dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was at a Seven Eleven. Is really what actually saved oh. Sola's life because the mother was um, on drugs at the time, and so because of the abruption, Sola did not have any drugs in her system. At birth, um, hence her name, Sola Grace, by grace alone is really oh. how. But she was very tiny, even for her gestation. Well, I know you guys, we said we got pictures at the resource. I were like, whoa, that is a that, how big yeah. was she? She was three pounds, 12 ounces. Wow. And then, of course, they lose weight. Um, and so you can't take a baby out of a hospital until they're four pounds. Um, and so, of, of course, with all of the exposures she had, they were concerned about her health. But Quickly, she passed all of the tests, um, and then they just said, you know, she's perfect. The Lord has had his hand upon her life, but she just has to gain weight. So we sit in the NICU for a while um, with that. But, yeah, when we got the call, they clearly had told us that she had been born the day before, but the mother was signing her rights away that morning. And so we needed to get down there to be able to receive guardianship of her at that moment. Interesting part about that in the hospital, the nurses were coming in and— Doctors, we were having different doctors. But I remember one day there was a nurse practitioner and a doctor. And I could see who was the believer, who's not. Because the doctor wasn't a believer. He said, I can, I can, um, I don't understand how can this child is getting better each day. And I looked at him. And I said, it's God. I said, her name says it all. 
Solo grace is by grace alone. She hasn't even done nothing yet. And God has given her grace. Hmm. And he was like, huh. But the nurse practitioner tear up. Mm-hmm. Because she knew. She knew because when they left and she left, she was like, you made me cry. Yeah. And she walked away. But that's the interesting part about it when you even see the doctors. Yeah. Because the doctors, they, not all of them, but they believe they're God. It's true. Well, we saw that in COVID. Yeah. Yep. They believe they're God. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not God. Just because you have the knowledge to actually open me up and try to fix something, you're not God. Because the knowledge doesn't come from a book. The reality, that knowledge comes from God. As the same as day by day. And it was such a ministry to them, too, because the, a couple of nurses told us we have seen a lot in this NICU and not all of the stories end like this. And so multiple nurses were in tears in our room just thanking us for choosing adoption and choosing to love this girl um, because, yeah, they have seen the opposite. So Sola's birth mom did spend some time. They do ask that they kind of go up and say goodbye um, to have that closure. And so that had happened before we had arrived mm-hmm. in Florida. Um, and then as far as like communication with her, all adoptions right now in the United States are open, but it's completely based upon the birth parents and what they want going forward. Um, and so these birth parents specifically asked that um, it kind of be more of a closed situation. They didn't want to see us at the hospital. Um, so it was they said their goodbyes and left. And then we took over care at that point. Wow. So uh, I'm out of time for today, but can you guys come back tomorrow? Because I want to talk about what it was like to see Sola for the first time for Absolutely. you guys and how it's been bringing her home because you're bringing this baby into a family that's been praying for her for a long time. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. What's the name of the uh, consultant agency again? Because I know a lot of people, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Mustard Seed Adoption Consultants. Mustard Seed. All right, you guys. Uh, will you come back tomorrow? and We'll finish the story. It's Absolutely. amazing. Thanks. All right. You guys, for more information on Mustard Seed Adoption Consultants, go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Scroll down in the show notes and I will link back to it in the show notes today. We appreciate you guys listening. I hope that this story encourages and inspires you as it has so many other people. And uh, we'll come back tomorrow and finish the rest of the story. I'll see you here at the intersection of faith.